take one second and give someone next to you a high five. Give someone next to you a high five. Let's get on our knees. Let's get on our knees. Hmm. And uh, everybody who came on time, God bless you. And everybody who, amen. And everybody who is, uh, and by the way, on time is uh, for 10 o'clock service is uh, 9.59 in your seat. And then uh, for all y'all who have been praying, hopefully God's been blessing you. Amen. Lord, thank you so much. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would make your presence known. You have your way of communicating to us. And I pray that you would uh, make your presence known to us, each individual as you do. And I pray we would hear you and listen and expect to hear your voice. And I pray you prepare people to submit to you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's see your Bibles. Let's see your Bibles. Say word. word. Very good. Turn to Ephesians chapter 4. It's about the 10th book in the New Testament. Ephesians, E-P-H. E-P-H. Ephesians. Say amen if you're not having a good day. Amen. God bless you. You're in the right place. You're in the right place. Say amen if you should have said amen, but you didn't say amen. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Amen. I'm with you. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 4. So when I was about eight, nine years old, our, our Vons was about a mile away. What was it called? Hills? What was the name of it? Hills, right? It's called Hills. It was a department store. Maybe half a mile away, three quarters of a mile. And my neighbor, a guy named Rodney, he lives from four houses up. He was maybe a year or two older than me. He says, Miles, let's go up to the hills and, and hills and get some stuff. So I said, okay, I'm a little kid. I, I mean, I didn't know. So I, I mean, I would hang out with him. So he we went up and he had a bag. And we walked up and down the aisles and he was putting stuff in the bag. And I'm thinking to myself, I didn't say anything to him, but I'm like, aren't we supposed to do this after we pay? <laughs> I, I might have said something to him, but I just remember feeling that, that this is backwards. We're supposed to get the stuff put in the, ba in the basket, then we pay, then they put it in the bag. Why are we putting it in the bag before we pay? So we went up and down the aisle, down, and we got to the last aisle. I'm thinking, what do we do now? And right as we got to the last aisle, uh, an adult came and put his hand on our shoulders and said, come with me. And I was like, were you stealing? We're like in trouble? Sure enough, we went into the back. And I remember being in the back, and I was standing some reason away from him with my back to him. And I, all I heard was, BAP! And I turned around, his mother, it was slow motion, his mother was like. <laughs> and his afro and his lips were flapping. Blah, 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 blah. 
And I was like, we're in trouble. So she came up to me. She said, you should be ashamed of yourself. And your father's a police officer. You're in here stealing. I'm like, I wasn't stealing. I just came with your son. <laughs> I didn't say that, but I was like, and we walked. It was the longest walk. I knew my mom was going to be mad. And she, she, you know, she didn't have me by the ear, but she might as well. We had to walk all the way home. And I'm thinking, man, I messed up. My mother's going to be all upset. I'll break my heart, mother's heart. My mother came to the door, and I was like, oh, man, you remember this, Mom? <laughs> and my mother said, I'm not going to tell your father. And what she didn't say is because he will kill you if, he de- if I tell him. <laughs> and I remember disappointing my mom. And if my dad ever did find I think we told him like 20 years later. <laughs> uh, if ever. I don't even know if we ever told him. And just disappointing people you love. We started a series called What If? What if we prayed the Lord's Prayer into reality? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we've been learning that if you, if the very first part of the Lord's Prayer is our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The very first thing God said is, Jesus taught us to pray. He says, the first thing you do when you pray is to hallow the name of God. In other words, acknowledge that it is wholly set apart. So we looked at the, some of the names of God and we, and we talked about that we hallow his name by obeying him, by fearing him, by respecting him. Last week we talked about you can't pray in Jesus' name unless you hallow the name of Jesus and acknowledge that it means Yahweh saves And so today we're going to talk about hallowing the Holy Spirit. Because if we're going to pray effective prayers, we need the prayers to be anointed by the Holy Spirit. But you can't pray in the Spirit and pray with a Spirit anointing on your prayers, which means God, that the Spirit blesses it, unless you hallow the Spirit. Unless you acknowledge the Spirit as also God and holy and powerful, and you respect it. And so what we're going to talk about today is how you do that. And, one of, and very simple, it's in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, it's you don't grieve the spirit. When I showed up at my house with Rodney and his mother, and she told my mother what we had done, it grieved her. It disappointed her, caused distress. And because the spirit of God is a person, you can grieve the spirit. God has emotions. And let me say, let me distinguish person from human. A person is the invisible, non-material part of who you are, your soul, your personality, your ability to have relationship, your ability to have joy, be happy, be sad. We were made in the image of the person of God. This is human. Your person is the immaterial part. If you had no legs or arms, you're still a person. You're no less than a person. If you can't see, can't speak, can't hear, can't walk, can't do anything physically, you are still 100% person. It's, it's, and that's the part that we were made in the image of God. What, uh, uh, in, in the image of God. So God made us like him so we can have relationship with him. And so when you understand relationship with people, you are understanding, you are learning about the relationship with God. That's why relationship with father, your earthly father is so important because you're going to relate your earthly father relationship to your heavenly father. Matter of fact, for all of us fathers, God gave us his title, father. And so, so what, this is going to, what we're going to read here is that we can actually grieve the spirit. We can do things where the Holy Spirit goes, oh, oh, don't do that. Don't say that. Don't look at that. Don't think that. And it's going to say, don't, do, don't grieve 
the Spirit. Let's read it. Chapter 4, verse 30. It says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. Let's just stop right there before we get to the grief part. You know what that means? Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. It's not only curse words, it's gossip. How many of you heard gossip in the last 24 hours? Okay, how about this? How many of you heard gossip since you woke up this morning? <laughs> wow. How many of you, and you don't have to answer this question, but how many of y'all gossiped in the last 24 hours? It breaks God's heart. Oh, that's not even true. Why would you say that? Oh, why would you cut that person down? Why would you, why would you make that up? I was talking to someone recently. They said, I heard this, this, this about this person. I said, where'd you get that? Oh, it was on the internet. <laughs> That's your source? <laughs> if it ain't the Bible, it ain't going to necessarily be 100% true. And you probably got it wrong. So let, let no stuff come out of your mouth that shouldn't come out of your mouth. But look what it says. Let's keep reading. It says, um, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth except that is necessary for edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. In other words, only say things that encourage people. That is so hard to do. But it is so biblical to do. Can you imagine how different your life would be if you only said things that encourage people? Now, by the way, it doesn't mean you can't confront somebody on something wrong. It just means you confront them lovingly. And you confront them only. You don't talk to 50, 50 people behind their back, then go to them. Amen? And then look what it says. Do not grieve. Everyone say grieve. grieve. Say, oh. oh. Don't. <laughs> Do not, uh. The Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Now, we talked about hallowing the name of the, hallowing the Father. We talked about obeying God. We talked about fearing God, which is mean respect. We talked about submitting to God. We talked about hallowing Jesus' name before we can pray in Jesus' name. We got to respect his name. We talked about allowing him to be Savior, which is what his name means. But it also means obey God, oh Jesus, and submit to him, all the same thing. And the same thing applies to the Spirit. We're going to talk about obeying the Spirit, fearing the Spirit, letting him guide you. But here's another way of looking at it is don't disappoint the Spirit. Because I'll bet you there are times in your life, in your day, when you're listening to something that's garbage or you're getting ready to look at something and you feel and sense the Holy Spirit going, uh-uh-uh. Can I get amen if you know what I'm talking about? Or you're listening to someone gossip and you're like, and you start getting grieved in your heart. And the Holy Spirit's saying, walk away. And then you are tempted to say something. And you're like, and, and, and you're, there's a battle in your heart, in your spirit, and your flesh. You're like, I want to say it, but I shouldn't. I want to say it. I want to, I shouldn't. I want to. And the Holy Spirit's saying, don't say it. Don't say it. And you're like, <laughs> and you just puke it up. And then after you do that, you feel bad. And the Holy Spirit said, oh, if you would just listen to those little inclinations, those little hints, the Spirit guiding you, and it may not be an exact audible word, but it is so clear to you what the Spirit is trying to say. Not trying to say what the Spirit is saying, but trying to communicate to you. 
And if you would just say, I'm not going to disappoint. I am going to obey. And it's the same thing we talked about with the Father. Obeying God, fearing God, letting Christ do in his life what he wants. It's all the same thing. But now the Holy Spirit is going to be the spirit that lives in you. And is going to speak to you, remind you what Jesus said, guide and direct you. And you have to say, Lord, I don't want to disappoint. You know, at the, uh, the Heisman Trophy is getting ready to come up in January. And, and, and the trophy is like this. It's a running back with a football. And he's, he's pushing the, block, the tackler away. He's avoiding a tackle. We could do that with God. God says, I want to bless you. And you're like, eh. I want to guide you. Eh. I want, to, I want to do my own thing. Back up. That's grieving the spirit. Ignoring the Spirit as he's trying to speak to you. So we're going to look at some verses about the Holy Spirit. And if you have your lesson plan, there's a bunch of stuff in there about the Holy Spirit. The, Sp the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. One of the names for God we learned was Elohim. Everyone say Elohim. Elohim. Well, and you, and you notice it's Ruach, which is, Ruach really means uh, moving air or breath or spirit. Ruach is moving breath and you can't have life without breath and, some, and then another way of saying it is spirit. So Ruach, Elohim. Say Ruach. Say Elohim. The spirit of God. Or Hagios Numa. Hagios Numa is Holy Spirit in Greek. And so we would say the spirit of God in the Bible is, is God. So it's omnipresent, means it's everywhere. It's omniscient, means all-knowing, omniscience. It's omnipotent, omni, all-potent, all-strong. The Holy Spirit's eternal. He's called the spirit of God. He's called the spirit of Christ. He's called the Holy Spirit. He's the, I call him the invisible man. Why? Because he's in he and he's invisible. By the way, the Holy Spirit's not a bird or a dove. You say, oh, he came down like a dove. The Holy Spirit's not a dove. It says like a dove. It's the spirit of God. It's not a bird. That's a bird. A bird is a dove. That's not a bird. He's a he. Father, son, spirit, Holy Spirit, the spirit of the father, son, it's a he. Okay. And so it's a person. What is that? That is so cool because just like you talk to a person, you talk to the Spirit. Just like you're spoken to by a person, you're spoken to by the Spirit. Just like you're comforted by a person, you're comforted by the Spirit. And all the things we experience on a human level with other persons is just a dumbed-down version of how God really does it. And what I mean by that is that our form of love is not the highest quality of love that God has. We want it to be. We want it to be. That's why when, 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 when non-Christians see Christians act not like Christ, they're like a lower version. I say lower version, a poor version of Christ. And like, ah, I don't want that. We want to be as close to the authentic as possible. And so the Holy Spirit wants to have a relationship with you. And when the Holy, in the context of that relationship, the Holy Spirit is going to empower you. It's going to guide and direct you. And your job, my job is simply not to grieve him. It's to, it's to let him, again, obey him, submit to him, follow him. But the opposite is to disappoint him. And when you hear the Holy Spirit saying, I want you to do X, Y, or Z, if you say no, he goes, oh. And one of the reasons he says, oh, is because he wants to bless you. And you just said no. So let's look at some verses. Look at John. Let's turn to John chapter 14. John 14 verse 15 says, everyone say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. 
Now, if you ever hear someone say, Holy Spirit, come, the Holy Spirit is everywhere. And what they're really saying is, make yourself known. Move on my life. He's here. He's, there's nowhere he's not that you're ever going to go before you die. Verse 15, if you love me and keep my commandments, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Everyone say helper. That he may abide with you, the spirit of truth. Say spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be with you. I will not leave and be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Um, religion is, here's all these rules of doing good to, because of a God that's somewhere. Or some religious spiritual person got some revelation and they gave us these rules on how to live. And I believe those rules, so I am going to be religious and disciplined about following those rules. And hopefully someone will say, good boy, good girl. That's religion. Christianity is the God of the universe sends his spirit to live in me. And we have relationship. I don't have a glove with me, but if I had a glove, it would be shaped like my hand. The reason a glove is shaped like my hand so my hand can fit in it. The glove was made in the image of the hand. God made us in his image so he can live in us. It's a relationship. In the context of that relationship, he expresses more of himself through you so it's less you and more him. Now, you can be religious about pursuing God, but you want to be careful that you don't get so religious that you think I have to do X, Y, and Z. And if I don't do X, Y, and Z, I'm not going to be blessed. You want to be careful that you don't get that religious because sometimes God, God just wants to bless you because he loves you. And he wants to bless you because you're obedient. And most of the time, and I'll say most of the time, God is going to, he wants you to be, be obedient moment by moment. So it's not always one, two, three. For example, you could say, I'm praying an hour a day and God's blessing me. And one day you can miss because something came up and God bless you anyway. <laughs> or you could pray five hours and then something really tragic happens. It's not a formula. It's a guide. And in your context of your relationship as he's living in you, he's guiding and directing you, molding, shaping you, changing you. It's a relationship. The problem sometimes with Christians or I should say humans, we want to control. Tell me the five things I need to do. Okay, Pastor, tell me how to do that. Well, it's not that simple because walking with God is in the moment. What I mean by that is when you go home and your girlfriend's slashing your tires, there's no verse in the Bible that says when you go home and your girlfriend's slashing your tires, here's the prayer you pray. <laughs> you got to be like, Lord, God, what do I do? He says what you need to do is get the pornography off the phone. That's what you need to do. But what about my tires? You got money, go get some new ones. <laughs> and by the way, that knife that she's using, it's your knife. <laughs> My point is, is that you have to walk with God. God, what do you want me to do now? Because you're in me. And everywhere I go, you go. And I don't, I don't want you, to, I don't want to grieve you. So every time, everywhere I go, you go, you know what I think, you know what I feel, you know what I do. Look at, look at John 14, verse 20. 
6. The helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. <laughs> he will send in my name. Remember we talked about how it be thy name? He will send in my name. Pray in Jesus' name. He's going to send in my name to fulfill the, the purpose of my name, which is to save you and save the world through you, other people through you. And that you would honor me. And it says, verse 26, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all things that I said to you. The Holy Spirit is your teacher. I am not your teacher. When you come to church, you need to have a pen and a paper. And listen, I, I, I hope I'm going to say what God told me to tell you. But, and God can teach you through that, and hopefully he does. But he's also going to say something directly to you about something unrelated to what I'm saying. I've had people come to me, oh, Pastor, that sermon was so good. I, it helped me so much with my mom and, and my relationship with my mom. And, and I said, I had no, it was nothing had to do with moms. I was talking about trees in Idaho. I don't know how you got moms from that. <laughs> the Holy Spirit said, somehow he said, as you were listening, he went, let me tell you what you need to get out of this. And, and every day when you read your Bible, which one you should, when you pray, hey, Lord, what are you saying to me? What are you saying to me? You should be asking yourself that question. What are you saying to me? If you're going through something, Lord, what are you saying to me? If you're going through something good, what are you saying to me? If someone's trying to take you out, what are you saying to me? You need to ask, for real, if someone's trying to take you out or if, you're, or if you're getting ready to ask someone out, you look them in the eye and say, Lord, is this? Please, give me a sign. And then as you're talking, if all of a sudden they get that, that you remember Michael Jackson in the Thriller movie? And then they come right back to normal, then you know, leave. Okay. <laughs> give me a sign. Give me a sign. But look what it says. It says, uh, he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all things that I said. Jesus saying, the Holy Spirit's going to remind you. If you read your Bible, you listen to sermons, you get the word of God getting inputted in your head, at opportune times, they're going to pop up in your mind. And be like, I just thought of a verse. I just thought of a story. I just thought of an illustration. Guess who that is? God. Holy Spirit has a small, still voice. You know what it sounds like? You. It doesn't sound like Earl, James Earl Jones. That's not who God is. <laughs> oh, by the way, how many of you do not know who James Earl Jones is? Okay. So, okay. He's a real deep voice, God of brother. I, I can't even fake it. It's just, <laughs> right? I can't fake it, right? <laughs> he just has a deep voice and people think he's all like, that's what God sounds like. Uh, I don't really know what God sounds like. I know what he sounds like when he speaks to us now. When we get to heaven, I don't know what his voice is going to be like. But now it's a small still voice that sounds like your conscience, except it's telling you biblical things. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like you're talking to somebody and God says, uh, uh, their parents just broke up and they're heartbroken. And you don't know that. That's called a word of knowledge. Or you wake up and say, you need to call your mom. Or you need to... Uh, uh, you need to sign up for that ministry. Remember that ministry you, you promised three weeks ago? You, you forgot about? You go to a meeting. He's going to bring remembrance. So Jesus said this, or the Bible said this, or Moses did this. And he's going to bring to remembrance stuff that the Bible says and Jesus said. Okay. Look, turn to, turn to um, matter of fact, let's pray real quick. Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, remind us. 
Remind us the things you want us to know. God and direct us. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, chapter, chapter 16, right there. Jesus says, uh, it's verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. If I do not go away, the helper will not come. Everyone say helper. What do helpers do? Very good. Not a trick question. What do helpers do? Very good. The helper will not come to you, uh, but if I do depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness. Verse 12. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them. However, when he... The spirit of truth has come. He will guide you in all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. Uh, how many of you ever were preparing to do something wrong and he said, don't do that? And, and one more time, you knew it was God. It's like, yeah, I mean, sometimes you don't even need to know it's God. It's your conscience. You just know it's wrong. Right? You just want to slap somebody. Like, that's not, just, that's not right. <laughs> but you get ready to look at somebody. You get ready to look at someone and think something. Something. <laughs> you get ready to say something. You get ready to listen to some stuff. Hey, guess what I heard? You know that's not a good conversation right there. <laughs> and, and as soon as that stuff starts to happen, that you, you feel this grieving in your heart. Like, uh-uh-uh. And you have to make a decision, what am I going to do? Don't disappoint the spirit by, dis, by disobeying. It's one thing to say, the Bible says I shouldn't do that. It's another thing to say, I sense the Holy Spirit telling me not to say it. And by the way, that's... Pretty much how he communicates, at least to me. He'll say to me, hey, I want you to read your Bible. Okay, I want you to do this. Hey, I want you to go pray. I want you to uh, 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 tell your wife you love her. Okay, I want you to quit your job and go start a church. <laughs> he, he doesn't change his tone. It's like he'll tell you, hey, get up and pray, read your Bible. Oh, move to New York. I'll tell you where you're going to work when you get there. It's like, wait a minute, God, can we back up? Yeah, read your Bible, get up, and move to New York, and I'll tell you what. I'm not, it's, it's like, God, that's like a big, read your Bible, I can do that, get up, go to work. What about moving to New York? What's up with that? Just trust me. Just trust me. Hey, I'm getting ready to get married. Uh, uh, I know the wedding's set, and it's tomorrow. But not him. Whoa, whoa, God. Uh-uh. You just got to trust me. Now, he's going to say, why didn't you tell me that a year ago? I did. <laughs> I, I've been telling you that. Your friend's been telling you that. Your daddy's been telling you that. <laughs> the, 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 the phone numbers on the, and the text messages try to tell you that. <laughs> now I'm telling you again. Don't grieve him. Say yes. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I was in Hawaii and, and, and I saw 
this couple, they were about in their 50s, and they had a son, maybe in his 20s, in a wheelchair, and he was um, hand, severely handicapped. I don't know what was, I can't remember what they said was wrong with him. And he didn't have a lot of control over his motor skills, and he was um, just severely, they, they had to take care of everything, feed him and everything. So I saw him, and every time I see them, I'm thinking, okay, I'm supposed to pray for everybody, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to pray for him. And I saw him, and I was like, well, there's a lot of people around, and kind of rationalized, okay, God. And, and, I don't, and I'm, not, I'm like, God, do you really want me to pray for him? Was that just me? And, and so they, I didn't see him. They, I mean, you know, they walked away, whatever. Next thing I know, I'm in the convenience store. Nobody's in the store but me, my wife, and him. <laughs> and his parents. And God's like, boom, I set it up for you. No one's around. You remember this, Debbie? <laughs> the you know, lady behind the cashier, you just don't worry about her. And, 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 and he's sitting right there in the wheelchair with his dad and the, the mom's shopping. And they're just sitting there like, let's go. <laughs> I'm like, all right, God, you know, is that you really? Uh, you know, is that? Yeah, and, and I was like, okay, Lord Jesus, I pray in Jesus' name that you would heal him right now. And he would get up out of the chair. And, and you know, I'm like just ail mailing it. Wow, over there, right there. <laughs> And God's like, no, 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 Go talk to them. So I go over and start talking to them, blah, 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 blah. And, and I was like, ah, I'm not, I don't know if I should pray for so I, I, I left. So I'm like, okay, God. And I'm like, God's like, what is your problem? Come on, pastor. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, if I see him again, I'll pray. Next day, we'll walk into dinner to, at, the, at the restaurant, at the hotel, and literally we'll walk across the grass and his father wheels him right in front of us. <laughs> and they remember my name. Hey, Miles. Hey, Miles. How you doing? And I'm like, okay, I got it. <laughs> so my daughter, who's the, the prophetess in our family, she's Miss Spirit Girl. I said, Kimmy, we're going to pray for you. She's like, I'm down. Let's do it. So we're in, they're in the restaurant. Now it's all crowded around. Right? We knelt down next to him and said, hey, remember, yeah, how you doing? Well, I said, listen, I'm a pastor. My daughter and I want to pray for your son. Da, 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 da. And we prayed for him. He didn't get healed. That wasn't the point. I had to obey. That's it. It's not the result. It's that you obey. Because the spirit was like, oh, oh man. You don't want to pray for him? Oh. I was like, and then I, he was like, good job. I was like, well, how come he didn't get healed? Don't worry about that. It was for you. Now, maybe he, maybe he could have got healed since then. I, haven't, I, they, you know, they don't, I don't know where they live. But that's not the point. Look what it says here. Verse 9. Chapter 2, verse 9, 1 Corinthians. As it is written, I has not seen, nor ears heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. God wants to reveal to you things that God has for you 
that your eyes have not seen, your ears have not heard, and have not entered into the heart of man. It says in verse 11, For what man can know the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. We have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of who is from God, that we may know the things that have been freely given to us. All of us, God has things for us, blessings, opportunities, revelation about ourselves, our life, that our mind has not conceived, our eyes have not seen, our ears have not heard, and he has all of them waiting right here. And he's saying, the Holy Spirit, I want to show them to you. I want to tell them to you. I want to give these things to you. But you keep pushing me away. You keep ignoring me. You're grieving me. You're distressing me. You're doing all these things that disappoint me. I just want you to trust me. And one of the things that grieved me, the Holy Spirit, is that you're preventing me from blessing you. Because you keep pushing me away. One of the consequences of sin is, is... punishment or, you know, if you put your hand in the fire, you get burnt. So if you do things, there are consequences of sin. If you use drugs, you get addicted, you lose your job, blah, 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 blah. But the other consequence are the blessings that you don't receive, that are withheld from you, that you never know about. And God is saying here that the blessings, not only in heaven, no eye is seen, but even here. In other words, there's There are situations you're facing, struggles that you're facing, and you're like, I have no way of getting through this. And God says, I have a a solution that your eyes have never seen, your mind cannot conceive, your ears have never heard. But you have to trust me. If you don't trust me, you won't walk through the door I'm telling you to walk through because you think that's the wrong door. So in a minute, we're going to pray. And I'm going to just challenge you to say, Holy Spirit, I don't want to disappoint you anymore. I want to trust you. I want, to, I want to do what you want me to do. And I'm not going to say no. And some of you need to receive Christ as your Savior. God's been prompting you. Some of you have already received Christ and your relationship with your husband, your boyfriend, yourself. Your relationship with God is just not any good. Because you're doing, you're grieving God every day by disappointing him. And you know it. You can sense it. And he's going, why don't you trust me? Because he's never let you down. So in a minute we're going to pray and I want to challenge you to say, Lord, here I am. Holy Spirit, I'm going to follow you. I'm not going to grieve you. I want to please you by doing what you say. So let's all bow our heads and close our eyes on all the campuses. Dear Lord. Thank you for the helper, the Spirit of God. Holy Spirit, I pray you make yourself known in our heart. There are people here who know they've been putting you off, grieving you, disappointing you. Holy Spirit, I pray you give them faith and courage to surrender. If you would like to stop grieving the Spirit of God and please the Spirit of God by following him, by surrendering to him, by letting him guide and direct you, 
away from your old life. I want you to pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Send your Holy Spirit into my heart. Forgive me. Holy Spirit, fill me. Holy Spirit, encourage me. Holy Spirit, take me by the hand and guide me away from my old life. Holy Spirit, I don't want to disappoint you anymore. I want to be filled by you. I want to be empowered by you. I want to be led by you. Thank you, God. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you prayed that prayer in a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand. And by you standing, you are saying, yes, Holy Spirit, I am being led by you today. You're acknowledging that you're respecting his guidance in your life. You are acknowledging his guidance as holy from God because he is God. So if you prayed that prayer and you're saying, yes, Holy Spirit, I want to be led by you. I want to submit to you. I just want you right now to stand to your feet. And all the campuses, if you prayed that prayer, just stand to your feet. God bless you. Very good. God bless you. God bless you.